Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen, this is a problem here for the Kansas City Chiefs. The offense has not scored in the second half in three straight games, including last night, Perloff, and they lose to your Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. A little quick recap of last night. Now, there's two ways you could look at this, right? You could look at it as two red zone turnovers for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Could not connect on an explosive play at the end of the game. Marquez Valdez-Scantling drops a touchdown in the end zone, which would have put the Chiefs ahead. And you can look at the fact that the Chiefs have only scored one touchdown in the fourth quarter all season long, and you could say, wow, the this is really bad, and the offense really has a lot of work to do. Or you could look at this and say they had two inter, uh, two turnovers in the red zone, and they only lost by four to a really good team in the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that there are issues with Kansas City's offense, and they are not winning a Super Bowl until they get them corrected. I think they're trying something different this year. I think they're trying to be a defense-run team to a much larger extent. And you saw it last night. It's working. Isaiah Pacheco is amazing. The defense is the elite unit of this team. When would you have ever in a million years said the Kansas City Chiefs are going to have a better defense than they do offense? But their defense blew away the vaunted Eagles defensive line last night. Jalen Hurts was sacked five times. The Eagles couldn't move the ball at all. It's the worst offensive game the Eagles have had all year. It's very different for Kansas City. I know they lost last night, but I've I've already said this. I blame the weather in part. You could not get Mahomes going. All the drops, both both sets of receivers played terribly. This is a worst A.J. Brown game of the year for the Eagles. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, they kept throwing to Justin Watson. He kept on coming up small. But I'm telling you right now, the Chiefs are going to correct a lot of this. I guarantee they're going to get the second half scoring. They're just going to be more aggressive in the second half because they have one of the easier schedules of the contenders in the league. So they're about to roll over people. Okay, but here's the thing. I'm talking about can they win another Super Bowl. I know that the Chiefs are still going to win a lot of regular season games. And the thing is about the problems they're presenting now on offense it doesn't matter who you're playing. If you're dropping passes and you are you know, committing penalties on the offensive side at inopportune times and you have red zone turnovers, you can lose to anyone. And when you actually play good teams in the postseason, you will not win. But there's a red zone turnover, Travis Kelsey fumble. That's a fluke. And Patrick Mahomes throwing it, it's kind of a fluke. That, that interception that he threw, he underthrew a guy in the end zone. I don't think those are repeatable things. I mean, Kelsey, how many times has Kelsey fumbled at the 10-yard line? Okay, but how many... Why haven't they scored in the second half of three straight games? Uh, because they're playing conservatively, and there's individual. But they've lost two of those three. <laughs> so... Mahomes, Mahomes was sick. One game was overseas, right? And last night it was rainy. So honestly, <laughs> wow. I, I'm saying bet against the Chiefs with your own peril. And you say this, say, oh, they can't win the Super Bowl with this formula. 
They won the Super Bowl down 10 and a half with a quarterback on one leg. There's no lot, there's nothing that can stop this team when it counts. So I'm just saying, bet against the Chiefs at your own peril because they can fix a ton of this stuff. Listen, the one thing that has hampered the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, as we saw, was when their offensive line basically got decimated by injuries. They are healthy right now. Yeah, they line up in the wrong place pretty much every play. (laughs) But the officials just, they call it about half the time. That destroyed them last night. Well, also, it's just, it's so funny when the Eagles get called for the neutral zone infraction. I'm just like, your offensive line is just basically, it's like, you know, someone's crooked teeth up there. Yeah, exactly. Is that guy a left tackle or a fullback? What is happening here? <laughs> and they jumped all the time. It, it was it was a mess last night, but they were up. I think the same thing happened week one against Detroit. They thought they had that game one and they played like that. Now this to me is a regular season thing where Andy Reid is trying to figure out how do I sort of just kill the clock for the rest of the game and win this game. They never thought the Eagles were going to drive the ball last night because the Eagles weren't moving it at all on offense. I'm talking about macro. Look at this offense and tell me if you think this offense is in good shape. 26 drops leads the NFL. 19 giveaways tied for third most in the league. They've scored one fourth quarter touchdown in the entire season. That's fewest by any team in the league. And I can go on and on and on. Like, you want to talk about last night? Last night was just like, of course they were going to lose that game if they keep playing these second quarters the way they're playing them. Second halves, pardon me. Yeah. You're not going to beat a good team. Honestly, I, I still didn't think until the very last whistle. I thought the Chiefs were going to win that game last well, night. That's because the NFL is bananas, but uh, they couldn't make the play. And they had a couple calls to bail out Patrick Mahomes, as they often do. Uh, well, rough in the past. You're always yeah, going to get the rough in the past. There was also a, a hold that I mean, there were holds all night long, but they called one at the end that was a bit of a phantom. So the Chiefs, though, they're going to go on a run. The AFC has sort of emptied out. There's no Joe Burrow. Do not panic about yesterday's game. They're just going to find new targets. 11 targets to Justin Watson is, I think, the game flowed that way. Mm-hmm. And Andy Reid's going to pull back, look at that, and say, you know what? we got to get the ball to different people here. Are the Chiefs' offensive struggles going to prevent them from winning another Super Bowl? I think you could also ask, who's your favorite in the AFC? Because you do have a real question here. If it's not the Chiefs, then who? Baltimore. Baltimore right now, I mean, the status of Lamar's knee, he says it's not a big deal. He said, people stop asking me about it. You're going to manifest this knee injury or whatever he said. I think Baltimore definitely looks like the better offensive team. I don't think Vegas is going to view it that way. Well, I mean, that's that's a lot on reputation. That's a yeah, lot I mean, on, the, on the public and the confidence in the Chiefs versus the confidence in the Ravens. But yeah. if we're talking about who is actually the better team right now that we can see as informed and people who do this for a living, like you, the the Ravens definitely look better. I what game of the Ravens? It was blowing you away. I mean, they they've beaten up some bad teams and they kill the NFC contenders on at so home. So of the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm just saying. Last night, the I think the Chiefs outgaining the Eagles by 100 yards and and running the ball effectively and having Chris Jones just destroy the best offensive line in the league. There's a lot of reasons I think you could argue the Chiefs are just as good as the Ravens. And the Ravens also are always an injury away. They lost Mark Andrews, who may now come back. Yep. But I don't, I don't see the Chiefs. Uh, the Ravens is the favorite in the AFC right now. I think the Chiefs still are. I would put my money on the Ravens now. But again, you're right because of Lamar Jackson. But, I mean, look at the Chiefs' wins. At Jacksonville, Chicago, the Jets, Minnesota, Denver the first time, the Chargers. Miami's a good win. I mean, a lot of those are... Those are playoff teams you just read. Chicago? Well, the, the Bron- Jets? The Broncos and the Vikings all of a sudden the are Chargers? now... The Chargers? 
<laughs> These are not playoff teams. Well, okay, and we mean their losses again. They lost to the Lions. The Lions and the Eagles were fluke losses. I mean, come on, Kadarius Tony dropped fourteen passes on the first one. Justin Watson dropped. <laughs> well, no, Kel- there was no Kelsey. There was no, no Kelsey. Chris Jones in that game, so that, that's where you throw. There's it away. still there's still a lot of positives in KC. Do you think Patrick Mahomes is panicking at all right now? I'll tell you right now, he's not, Maggie. He is not feeling the slightest bit of worry. But the asteroid could be hurtling towards the earth and Mahomes might not panic. I mean, this has a lot of reasons to think that they're going to get it done because he's watched it before, but that's just giving them the benefit of the doubt. If I'm just seeing and going by what I'm watching this season, yeah, I'm seeing something very different. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's wrong. And I don't think I'm incorrect to call it out. The offense doesn't look as good. 855-212-4CBS. So you're welcome to weigh in. So who is the favorite in the AFC? Um, again, things are breaking very right for the Chiefs, but they could lose to anybody with these yeah, kind of issues. Yeah, I mean, but have you ever seen this many Pro Bowl players on a Chiefs defense in your life? I, it is totally strange. It's a completely different defense. Well, they won the Super Bowl last year with rookies on defense. Yeah, but, but that now game those guys had are, now, 75 combined points, I believe. <laughs> now those guys have all taken a step up. Chris Jones, to me, is now Aaron Donald with the Rams. He is a, a defensive player of the year type. They were pointing out Karloftis and Dana on the edge. They killed the Eagles last night, and they have all these playmakers. Trent McDuffie seemed like he was all over the field last night. He blitzed so effectively. This is a different Chiefs defense, and they shut down the Eagles last night in a way the Eagles have not been shut down all season. Now, the Eagles eventually hit one big play, but they had trouble moving the ball against this team. There is a lot of reasons to be optimistic about the Chiefs. And also, you're right, there is reputation um, you know, you're going to count against a healthy Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. You really want to see that guy, Maggie? You of all people should know what this guy can do. Listen, I, I, I get it, but you know, just like with Lamar, are we sure that Mahomes is going to be healthy? He was running all around last night. I did think about that. He is taking some hits, and he has been hurt. The, you know, many of the last few years, but he can be hurt and still completely torture. Eight five five two one two four CBS. You're welcome to weigh in on last night's game. There was a lot going on in that game. Uh, Eagles end up winning, as we said, twenty one seventeen. Okay, Tom Brady opening up. It's funny because Tom Brady's kind of everywhere right now, and he's got his own podcast. And like you know, he is going to be on Fox next year, or just like he's got a lot of platforms to talk. Yeah. But I think it's kind of rare when he. I don't know, has pointed criticism, I guess. And he saved that for Stephen A. Smith's podcast or show or whatever. Um, Tom Brady said a couple interesting things we thought were notable, and this was to Stephen A. Uh, Number one was Brady is really not a big fan of the NFL right now and how it looks. Listen. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And ho- Why not? I, Why do I you think, think that is? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. I don't think the schemes are as good as they were. I think the, the, fish, the, rules have, uh, the rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. Mm-hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. I'm shocked by this. First of all, it's easy to say this now when we have a thousand backup quarterbacks in the league. So, yes, nobody wants to watch, you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson take it on Jake Browning. I totally get that. Yeah. But besides that, this to me, Perloff, sounded a lot like how Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal mm. and sometimes Kenny the Jet Smith sound on TNT 
where it's like old heads saying back in my day it was better. I did not take Brady for like he's not he doesn't sound bitter, but I don't take I didn't ever took Brady for that kind of guy because he spanned. So yeah. many eras, like he just retired. <laughs> exactly, yeah, he was, yeah. it was two years ago. <laughs> he was playing in this le- in this mediocre league, like yeah. literally five seconds ago. It, he sounded like Belichick. He pined for the days of 2007 when James Harrison would be knocking out a wide receiver, which I don't understand because he's not what he's a quarterback. He's not an old school linebacker. Okay, he said that too. Well, we didn't grab this cup, but I can I can tell you. He said about the rules now, and that was one of, he said the coaching isn't as good, the development of players isn't as good. He blamed college for that, by the way, too, which we can play for you in a second. He said the schemes aren't as good, and he said the rules have baited people into bad habits. Tom Brady, someone who did get the rules changed to lighten up on quarterbacks, right? Like he was instrumental in, you know, basically – a league now where quarterbacks can have a lot more longevity. Does Brady last till 45 if he's playing the same season 2002 over and over again? No way. But he's saying that he hates how this is because he's like Ray Lewis, Rodney Harrison, Rodney Lott. These guys would, every hit would be illegal that they would have right now. And it's more incumbent on the offensive player to learn how to protect themselves than it is on the defensive player to alter how they play. That's coming from Tom Brady, the quarterback, I thought that was very interesting too, yeah. considering he benefited from, you know, in the latter part of his career to easing up on the quarterbacks. But I'm not sure how does that affect the overall product for fans. I know we hate these and I complain about them as much as anyone, these fifteen yard penalties for hitting the quarterback. But is it really is it making the game worse? significantly what does he mean by worse as a viewing product as a quality of play i'm not quite sure what he's getting at he said mediocre i mean i think he's saying everything right i I think i think the first thing you said why are all these rookie quarterbacks playing and all these older quarterbacks are sitting it's actually getting to the mystifying why is tommy devito playing when there's 20 experienced guys who are on the bench i think teams are tanking like crazy I think it's a. I think we got a little NBA going on right now, mm. where if you're in the bottom half of the league, you're like, we're going to play the unprepared rookie. Like, there's no reason Aiden O'Connell should be starting in the NFL right now. There's about 20 veterans who are better than Tyrod Taylor is 50 times better than. Oh, him. he's hurt. But well, isn't he coming back sooner? Or is he, he might be, but yeah. I mean, Andy Dalton is obviously yes. way better than Bryce Young. You go. Ryan Tannehill, I know you guys don't like Ryan Tannehill. He's better than half these little rookies are out there. Rookies have no idea how many rookies are starting. So I think teams are basically pulling an NBA and tanking all over the place. So here's Brady also talking about college players being not as good as when he played. I actually think college players were better prepared when I came out than they are now. Wow. Just because so many coaches are changing programs. And I, I would say there's not even a lot of college programs anymore. There's a lot of college teams but not programs that are developing players. So as they get delivered to the NFL, they may be athletic, but they don't have much of the skills developed to be a professional. I think the place where you see this the most is offensive line. I mean, that's what we've been told is that the the game is so different for offensive linemen in college than in the pros that when guys come into the league who play O-line, the learning curve is incredibly steep for them. That's at least what yeah. I've heard from coaches. That's a constant lament. Yeah, yeah. You're going to tell me the wide receivers aren't as good? You're crazy. Well, except that NFL is starting to look more like college, and they're starting to borrow a lot of spread concepts. Yeah. So the offensive line presumably are getting more NFL-ready because NFL is becoming more like college football. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And, and also the transfer portal, I would assume, means the 
the connection between coaches and players is less. I don't buy it. He sounds like an old guy complaining to me. He this really does. This is a lot of Brady back in my day. I love it. This is exactly to me what the NFL needs because, and I thought about this a lot because I've been kind of fig- I've been kind of asking myself, like, why does it feel like there just is almost too much hyper parity? Like there aren't a lot of great teams. I just pulled up 2006 to look at his AFC compared to the AFC we were just talking about with Patrick Mahomes. They didn't get to the Super Bowl. They lost um, in the AFC Championship game to the Colts. But these are the other teams you're talking about in the AFC. The uh, Ravens were a 13-win team. The Chargers won 14 games. The Jets won 10 games. The Colts won 12 games. The Patriots won 12 games. Like, there were great teams in these conferences that they had to compete with every year to win. We may think of them as kind of like the 90s Knicks or the 90s Pacers where we're kind of like, oh, those guys were just plumbers. Those were great teams, and in part because they were able to be physical and beat people up. And you don't really see Patrick Mahomes and some of these guys facing that kind of competition. I think Brady's making a lot of good points here. Well, the other part, too, if you're just going to pull out, like, 2006, what do we have there? I mean, you've got Brady. You've got Peyton Manning. You've got Phillip Rivers. You've got Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, in the AFC, you really had quite a gauntlet of good QBs. Yeah, but the QB numbers are way better than they were. I mean, guys are throwing for 200% more stats than they did back then because of the rules. I don't agree with this at all. So you're telling me that the more physical play was better football. Go watch a game from the 90s when the safeties were just head hunting and you could hold the wide receivers. It's not entertaining at all. So by your theories there, 1970s football where the defense ruled would be better. I think more offensive football is more entertaining, and that's why the ratings are up. I think the difference, though, is if you compare 1970s to, let's say, 2005, 2006, and yeah. what we're seeing today is everybody's trying to take away the big pass. Everybody's taking away yeah. the deep yeah. throws. So what we're seeing is every team have to piecemeal drives, and they're going on long drives, which is equating for a lot more yards. Also, teams are running less. I think some of these passing stats are empty. Yeah. But so that's a year-and-a-half trend. That's not a, a long-term trend. I mean, that just started last, last year with Kansas City. Right, but, I mean, those, these are the last, basically the last two years that Brady hasn't played. And I think they're seeing that pretty much with every team. You watch the Buffalo Bills. I mean, Maggie's talked about it a bunch. How much has it been that they have to be disciplined and just take the underneath stuff because teams just will not allow them to go deep? And I think that's pretty much how a lot of these teams are playing now. But I, I see the ratings are just going up and up and up well, and up. that's a different thing. I, I that, think, why is that different? Well, because I think that football right now does have such a stranglehold. Like, it is the most popular where we are tuning in to watch these bad quarterback matchups. Like, are we all going to watch, you know, Black Friday when it's the Miami Dolphins playing against Pat, not Pat Boyle, (laughs) Tim Doyle? Like, it's crazy. We're all still going to watch because I think that football just enjoys such a place right now in our sports viewing culture. So uh, a couple more from Brady. Actually, let's hold it. He had some very interesting comments about Bill Belichick and the Patriots right now as well. You're going to want to hear what he had to say about his former coach and former team because it's not all sunshine and roses right now between Brady and the Patriots. You'll hear what I mean next. Don't move. It's Maggie and Perloff, 855-212-4CBS. Also, EJ, maybe poll question here. Is the Was the NFL better? I'm going to do this. Was the NFL better 20 years ago? That's basically what he's saying. Yeah. What's a better product? The NFL 20 years ago, the NFL now. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a great way to put it. You can go to at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter, at Maggie and Pearl off on Instagram. We've got a podcast, guys. Our rating keeps going up and up. So thank you so much. If you wherever you download your podcast, if you could give us a five star, we'd be so grateful. Thank you. Uh the free Odyssey app, you can download it. Of course, Sirius XM channel one fifty eight. Don't move. We've got Belichick and Brady, Brady talking about Belichick and the Patriots. Why are they so bad this year? 
You'll hear from the GOAT next. Don't move. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Uh, Carlos, I thought we were doing a Philly theme music. What is this? This is Philly, and I don't know it. Is this Meek Mill or something? Oh, EJ, put him on, man. So, yeah. Get your boy. This is, get this your is, boy. This is state property. This is Freeway. This is uh, 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 Beanie Mac. This uh, uh, this is this is Philly. This is Philly all day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I knew, you Beanie knew Siegel? I wasn't going to know this song. Oh my gosh! <laughs> now, come on, EJ. You you've known me long enough now. You, we've funny, been doing the, this show together for a the month. The first and a half. two notes of Elton John you get, but you know, state <laughs> property, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this hurts my heart here that Perloff didn't know this was a Philly anthem. Well, I mean, can we do uh, Fresh Prince or something from my era? DJ Jazzy Jeff, <laughs> do you got to do? I love, I love Fresh Prince. I love DJ Jazzy Jeff. But I mean, this is—I mean, this isn't even that new. They were talking about two thousand two. This is high school. Yeah. Uh, was it two thousand two? Oh, something like that. Yeah, it was around yeah. high school for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever. I don't know the song, but. Uh, sorry, I do like the Philly theme. Can I make some suggestions for later in the show? You might no. want to make some surprises. I was going to do the Fresh Prince song, but you don't even know the lyrics to the Fly Eagles Fly. Yeah, so I why know. am I taking playlist suggestions from you? I, well, I also think, can we just, for one day, I know it's going to be obvious, just please, we don't need the Rocky theme today. And this Perloff is, a great is day not for the even Rocky sure theme. what the theme is from Rocky. Because that's he's very been equating confusing. it to something else that's There's not two even the Rocky themes, He's going to sing a Top Gun thing. <laughs> uh, you could do Streets of Philadelphia, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, you could do Spirit of 76 by Ween. There's a lot of great Philadelphia songs. I actually did have Spirit of 76 I do love later. Ween. Yeah, who it's doesn't love Ween? It's on for CBS. Wait, EJ, do you know Ween? I do not know Ween. Oh, we're going to introduce you to Ween. 855-212-4227. All right, well, we have more from last night's game, Eagles win. Obviously, by now, you may have heard that. Eagles get the win over the Kansas City Chiefs. And to me, a little bit more about the Chiefs in this one because with this loss, they're 7-3 and three. Baltimore Ravens, 8-3. and three. They now hold the number one seed in the AFC if the playoffs started today. And Perloff, what has been the one thing that Kansas City has enjoyed throughout this Mahomes-Reed sort of mini dynasty? The AFC Championship game is always an arrowhead. And they have been able to take advantage mm-hmm. of that for the most part outside of the year that the Bengals beat them there. They've been able to take advantage of that home cooking. It would be very interesting to see, all right, let's get the Chiefs on the road for one of these mm. massive AFC championship games, and they just cracked the door open with this loss last night. Yeah, but the Ravens have a brutal schedule coming up, and the Chiefs have a light schedule. I mean, maybe maybe something's wrong with the Chiefs. They lose some of these games that they shouldn't because they did lose to the Broncos. I, I think they're going to go on a run here where the Ravens have a couple losses. I, I think it's going through Arrowhead again. I think they'll be 13-4, and four, and that should get the job done. I think they have one more loss the rest of the season. 855-212-4CBS. We've been playing uh, some of the clips of Tom Brady did an illuminating interview with Stephen A. Smith. Uh, we talked about how he believes the NFL is really mediocre right now, and he had a couple reasons for that. He thinks that the coaching is not as good. He thinks that the developing of young talent is not as good. He thinks the schemes are not as good, and he thinks that the rules have led to some bad habits, in his opinion. I mean, what does he like about the NFL? If you don't like the coaching, the development, the schemes, and the and the officiating, like wh- the concession stands, we he know lo- he's not eating any of that. Crap. I know he likes the money because he's about to get a lot from Fox <laughs> yeah. if he joins ever. Exactly, it's gonna be he's gonna be painting a different tune. I don't know. We have the the single best rookie season a quarterback's ever had going on right now. There's That's true. there's a lot going on with the NFL. I've, the players come in this league. The wide receivers are crazy. I mean, there's never been wide receivers like this. The tight ends are insane. They're 50 times better. How many unbelievable 6'5 tight ends are there? 
I, I completely disagree. And I think guys talent, getting drafted in the top ten for yeah, tight ends. Yeah, the talent is is there's no way there's a dip in talent. It just doesn't, doesn't make any sense. I understand he likes that old school kind of Bill Belichick Patriots offense where they were winning their games until that Randy Moss year. They were kind of winning defensive special teams oriented games. I think this is ridiculous. I think the talent right now is very, very high. Although teams are doing this NBA thing where they're kind of tanking. There's the bottom ten team teams are now more concerned about draft position. Maybe that's what he's talking about, but I don't I don't think that's what he said. But also could you blame those teams? Because I no. think Jacksonville is not worried about how it looked the year that they were terrible to get Trevor Lawrence. I don't think whoever, you know, if Caleb Williams is who we think he's gonna be, no one's gonna you know, no one cared about suck for luck, you know, or tank for Tua or all these other things, for the most part, have really worked out. Yeah, but I, I think that you look around the league and Tommy DeVito probably shouldn't be starting. There's a lot of quarterback yeah. injuries right now. Jake that Browning been, should not be starting. Yeah. Teams did not invest in backup quarterback, and the trade deadline passed. I, I don't even know. Maybe you should move the trade deadline even further back to help the quarterback play because right now wouldn't – wouldn't a bunch of teams be trading for veteran quarterbacks? Okay, but here's the thing. Like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Like, the Jets should have had a better backup quarterback uh, the moment Aaron Rodgers went down, and they decided not to. So it's like some teams are doing it because maybe, like, yes, why is Jake Browning the backup quarterback for the Bengals? It seems like a terrible idea. Unless he goes on to have a really yeah. nice end of the season, which maybe, but it seems like a bad idea. You really left yourself in a lurch here. Tim Boyle starting on Sunday. Well, that's because he's Rogers, like, you know, Broadway show buddy. And then, like, even I think about this, like, you know, for Josh Allen, if he went down, like, there's no chance you're salvaging the season, you know, with Kyle Allen. Like, it's backups who don't give you a shot. Kyle Allen's got a little experience. At least he's way better than some of these other guys. How many rookies are starting? DTR? There's no reason he should be out on the field right now. They could have had Josh Dobbs. I know. They let him go. So, Brady talking about Belichick. Uh, was another thing that happened on Stephen A. Smith show. So let's hear it. Uh, Belichick, obviously, um, you know, getting a lot of criticism right now because the team is terrible. Brady says Belichick is probably preparing these Patriots, these Patriots, the same way he did the 07 undefeated team. I don't think he's probably coaching much difference now than when we were undefeated in 2007. Right. I'm sure he's preparing the team the same way. The results are different, but again, that's why the sport's so challenging. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons why teams win or lose. The head coach is a very small part on game day. Yes. And the quarterback plays a really big part on game day. Not mm-hmm. the entire thing, but because you touch the ball, you have a big opportunity to impact the game. So if you get good quarterback play, and that says nothing about, the, you know, I'm just talking in general about football, right. you know, you got an advantage. If you play really good defense, you got a, a, a great advantage. I mean, you need a good defensive coordinator. You know, there's a Ultimately, it's a lot of things coming together, why things work and why they don't. Good save there, trying to protect Mac Jones at the very end. <laughs> I know. I noticed Kick that. Save exactly. and there, Tommy. Um, nice job. But <laughs> I, I think what really kind of caught people's attention on this one was the head coach doesn't do a whole lot on game yeah. day. And I can see from his vantage point why he would think that because, A, he's Tom Brady, so he's basically running the offense. And, two, you know, because he's touching the ball in every play – I think the coach does do a lot. Game management, time management, you know, obviously scheme. He makes random decisions on whether to punt or go for it on fourth down, like four calls. Now, obviously, to me, I read this more into the the Patriots stink now that Tom Brady's gone, that Tom Brady was the magic. And even, I think you could read that quote as saying, I know I was the guy who got this done on Sundays. So that's part of what I said. I also, I'm more of a baseball mindset where the nerdy front office guys are building the champions. 
not the head coaches. There really are not that many critical game decisions, are there? I mean, you're talking about three or four that could go either way at the end of games. Well, but those three or four are the winning and losing, you know, moments. And and I think that's a little oversimplification. We notice the ones at the end of the games the most. But when you're sit, sitting there, you know, living and dying with your team, you realize there are, you know, decisions made in the first half that definitely impact, you know, what's going on. But often Listen. we play the results of those decisions. We don't know if it's a good good to go on on fourth down until we see if he made it. So there's a lot of randomness to this. I, I think what Be- what Brady is saying is also the coach has a lot during the week. Game planning during the week is a huge part of this. And I think Belichick, that's where he was masterful. He always came into a game with a, a strategy. And I think there's a philosophy, though, that the, that the head coach kind of sets during the week, the tone which is I heard that Dan Campbell before the Chargers game had basically told his team, we are going to be so ultra aggressive here. During this game, we're going to be going for it on every fourth down, basically, where it makes sense. So when he decides to go for it on fourth and two from their own 26 or whatever that crazy call was, the team was ready for it because he had set that tone all week long. I mean, I think that's coaching. The last thing here before we get to CeeLo, uh, Tom Brady talking about Belichick. Let's play... Um, has a hard time seeing him ever leaving New England. I think he's an incredible coach. He's the best coach, in my belief, in the, in the history of the game. So, I mean, I don't know. Get, uh, the thought of him not being in New England is hard for me to think about. I think a lot more of us are getting used to the idea. You know? <laughs> getting a little more comfortable with the idea about Belichick not being in New England. Crystal Presti is here with headlines. Good morning, Chris. Oh, I'll ask you this quickly. Am yeah. I the only one that, like, what exactly is the appeal for other teams of Bill Belichick at this stage of his career, starting over, starting fresh in some new environment? Feels like, like, why, why are teams going to rush to to make that move? Feels like Emmett Smith as a Cardinal to me, <sighs> or Vince Lombardi did a year with Washington at the end of his career. This is not a formula for great success. No. Maybe he's got one last little bleep you in him. You, you want to tell me the Chargers maybe for Something a year like or two? But like the idea of him going to Washington the, and starting Respectability. Over? Oh, but man. even the Chargers and Washington, these are not ideal rosters. He has, he's, he needs a little time to get his guys in there. His well, Matthew Slaters and those kind of guys. <laughs> How old is Matthew Slater? This one? But I think, but like the Chargers are closer because they? they have the quarterback and they do have good they pieces have on the talent. defense. I feel like they the have coaches good, gotten in the way at times. Yeah, they're good pieces in the injury tent on the defense <laughs> and a wide receiving core. Keenan Allen, I mean, he's got to be 46 years old and he's their only good offensive player right now. But it just feels like they're probably one or two moves away from now. Will Belichick make the right moves? I don't have confidence Not when it in comes that. to wide receiver. Right. That would be a little concerning. But I think yeah. the hope would be if Belichick can get to a team that has a yeah. close to ready-made roster, what he does in the preparation week to week would help him get you. over the hump. I hear you. I'm just saying I think people overrate that Chargers roster big time because of the names. You're at the point where people start to talk about Belichick potentially coming loose. And in New York, they're saying, oh, John Mara with the Giants might rush to get rid of Brian Dable and Joe Shane and bring in Bill Belichick. Like, that has disaster written all over it. Well, yep. so maybe maybe about 10 years too late. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm not trying to pour cold water on Bill Belichick's career. Yeah. Well, Nobody well, can, listen, really. But Dayball's had a little bit of a fall from grace here. He has, but, I mean, after a, one good year and one bad year, you're going to blow that up? Bill Belichick comes back and is defensive coordinator for Dayball and goes back <laughs> to the glory days. You know, <laughs> all those. Again. I remember those pictures of him spending all night at the Giants facility on yeah. the treadmill. Would that be awesome? I mean, Dayball's, he's a, is, 
Did Dable coach? He's one of the, the yeah, fraternity, he coached, right? He coached in, yeah, he, 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 I think too. he won three Super Bowls with he's the Patriots. Belichick Saban guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So Belichick, I think, or a special teams coach would even be better. If he just goes back to his roots to Cleveland, yeah, how about that? Finally wins one in Cleveland. That'd be a great movie. Yeah. That would be interesting. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. We are sponsored by Northern Tool and Equipment. Get the tools you need from the brands you trust. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. So last hour, we heard the Marquez Valdez-Scantling drop of what would have been the go-ahead 51-yard touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes last night with under two minutes to go. Difference in the game, as simple as that drop maybe, versus this play from the Eagles. Shotgun snap to Hurts. Left tackle block again. Winding up. Deep pass down the sideline and caught on a squad. At the one, caught on the one-yard line by the receiver, Devontae Smith, a 41-yard completion. That's Kevin Harlan on Westwood one. Hurts to Smith, setting up Hurts' second rushing touchdown of the night. The perfected one-yard tush push from Philly and their defense pitched a second-half shutout to erase a 10-point deficit. So they come from behind to beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead 21-17. Third straight game in which Kansas City has failed to score in the second half. Some thoughts from Mahomes. Penalties and just miscues. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've got to find ways to score at the end of the day. Defense is playing playing great football, has been all year. Uh, offense, we got to find ways to finish football games. Probably never thought we'd see a day where Patrick Mahomes' offense was speaking that way, not after one game, but after multiple games, leaning on the defense. Oh, that, the second half shutouts, the not scoring in the fourth quarter. It's like, who who are these Bizarre people? I know, it's weird. But I will tell you, that defense was terrifying as from Port for the Eagles. They were destroying Jalen Hurts. Absolutely. Five sacks, I think it was. And really, especially in the first half, they got nothing done offensively. I like a tweet from EJ that I totally agree with. Do we still underrate Chris Jones on Kansas City in the sense that Mahomes takes all the shine and Kelsey? Sure. Is Chris Jones a generational defensive player, first ballot Hall of Famer? I don't know. If he started dating a pop star, maybe we'd be paying more attention. <laughs> yeah. no, I have no idea. Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think we he's not having a Hall of Fame career. I think he's first ballot. I think he hasn't won defensive player of the year because he plays interior and doesn't get those stats. I think he's a Super Bowl winning player. I, he's unbelievable. To I me. think when you play on a team that's known for offense, sometimes yeah. great yeah. defensive players kind of get lost in the shuffle. Like yeah. Ronnie Lott was in incredible generational safety. But when we think about the Niners, we always think about Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, that offense. And I think that Chris Jones sometimes falls into that. I think that about Dwight Freeney. Always. That's another good so one, too. Big time. But, yeah. but I think there's a turn now because they're not that great on offense. So now right. Chris Jones is yeah. looking no. better and better. Hey, congrats. You got no contract and you're getting a lot of He's shy. also got a name, Chris Jones. You don't really get more generic than that. <laughs> like, For a lot of going back to the names, I'm like, the greatest athlete we have is Michael Jordan. His name wasn't... You. You know, Sunshine McDaydream. Like, I hear you, but Amon Ross St. Brown is a lot better than Chris Jones. I mean, he's named <laughs> after an Egyptian. Yeah, he's named after an Egyptian god, and he came up with the. I, I don't know. I feel like Chris Jones needs a nickname, something to help their eyes. Just because his parents went conservative on the first and the last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Aaron Donald, that's pretty good. Two first names, though. Can you trust a guy with two first names? <laughs> How about Tom Brady? Tom, yeah, you're right. Tom Brady's yes. a pretty generic name. He's yep. hard. So if you have a generic game name, either you're the GOAT or you're very unfamiliar. Yeah, no credit, yeah. yeah you have to get really good to rise above that. <laughs> right. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster has always lived <laughs> off his name. If Juju makes a play, it's like everyone loves to say, oh, Juju with the catch. Whereas Chris Jones, I don't know. That's, you you got to spice it up a little bit. All right, that's fair. Uh, on the other side of this matchup, Nick Sirianni's Eagles now 9-1, and one, best in the NFL. Man, I can't say enough uh, about our guys and, and the resilience. I, I, it's the resiliency and the togetherness that, um, that really stood out to me tonight. 
I love the togetherness. You got to have the togetherness. Maybe a little payback and revenge for last season's Super Bowl on a much scale, a smaller scale, of course. And Jason Kelsey finally wins the game against Travis. If he's anything like me, in some ways you're happy for you, brother. But knowing how the game ended for him, I know he's probably beating himself up pretty good right now. And that's the lost fumble in the red zone for Travis with the Chiefs driving for a second-half score. Younger Kelsey didn't exactly credit the opponent after this one. Turnovers. Turnovers and... uh... And um, penalties on our half. It's nothing that they did. Travis three. It's all us. Mm. He's been held below 60 yards receiving in each of his last three games. Chiefs dropped five passes in this one. Mahomes threw an end zone interception as well. Back to Jalen Hurts. Two more touchdowns on the ground. He now has the most rushing TDs by a quarterback in his first four seasons, passing Cam Newton. He's also won 13 straight games against teams with a winning record, which is the longest such streak in NFL history, wow. passing Peyton Manning and Vinny Testaverde. For the all-time, gosh, it's funny because who is anyone talking about Jalen Hurts for MVP? Oh yeah, I he's, think I this think he's morning, co-MVP. Yeah. Now favorite. he is. No, okay. he was coming in this week. I think yeah, him, him and Mahomes, Mahomes were tied. So now he's. I now, feel like CJ Stroud has gotten more MVP that's buzz, and that's probably gone now after the three yeah. interceptions last week. But well, here's the thing, Hurtsel, you have to give it to him despite not having huge, huge numbers. So you have to kind of look beyond the numbers to give it to him, which I will more than willing to do. <laughs> sure. I'm sure you Yeah, are. we always look beyond the numbers with the MVP. That's what we always do. I, I'm hoping you never they just do give it year. to the guy with 50 touchdowns, sure. But Hertz has been pretty clean this year. I think he started off he had the Jets game kind of killed him a little bit, but he's he's making the MVP run. He only has two regular season losses his entire last two years. That's crazy. Yeah. I won't they they have been Don't very get me consistent. started. No question. I'm in love with this man. <laughs> As you I, by the way, the guy on the other side was not bad either. Patrick Mahomes, pretty oh, good. No, yeah. Mahomes isn't the problem. He's going to yeah. have a good MVP case as well, except they just gave it to him, so I don't think he gets it. Yeah, I mean, you look at the final stats, and like, and you've been saying all morning, it's a little deceptive as far as the Chiefs are concerned. Like, he dropped a couple of dimes in again last yeah. night. The oh. MVS drop, the play he made when he was scrambling to his left and juked Fletcher Cox, switched the ball to his left hand, and tiptoed along the sideline oh. for 14 yards when he should have been sacked. Even the last play of the game, the last meaningful play, he got the ball into Justin Watson's yep. hands yeah. somehow that against was a fourth all and logic. Twenty five was yes. it? <laughs> and it was like if he had, it just like literally went through his hands. Like man, that yeah. would have been a first down. He what is, the heck? He is tremendous. Give you one from the NBA last night quickly. Warriors beat the Rockets 121-116. That snapped a six game skid for Golden State. Steph Curry missed some of it, but he's been back now. He had 32, but afterwards it was Chris Paul talking up Clay. Thompson's 20 points and his ability. I have played against him for, for a long time. Every time he shoots it, I think it's going in. You know what I mean? And he, he's he's big part of our team and everything that we do. And if I played that standalone, you would just assume he's talking about Curry, right? Yeah. People say that all the time. Anytime he shoots, you feel like it's going in. But he's actually talking about Thompson there. And Paul dished out 12 assists. He finished a team high plus 12 on the night. His Golden State got themselves back into the win column. CeeLo, thank you so much. And the last dance season for the Warriors lives. Oh 855-212-4CBS. Oh uh, okay, coming up, Travis Kelsey taking a shot at a quarterback. Who was it? We'll tell you next. Don't move. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And that ladies and gentlemen, is Ween. Welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, right here on CBS Sports Radio. Carlos is paying tribute to Philadelphia. Love it. Ugh. <laughs> Begrudgingly, apparently. Because Perloff's Eagles beat the Chiefs last night. And uh, it was a lot. It was definitely something where the offense has to look themselves in the mirror for Kansas City. They now do not have the number one. If the playoffs ended today, would not have the number one seed in the AFC. Perloff's Eagles would. We have a lot more to unpack from that game, but let's get to our pal Aaron Rodgers. What the f*** is Aaron Rodgers up to today? This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Well, we won't hear from Rodgers till later. But what's happening with him today is that Travis Kelsey took a little bit of a swipe at him in this Wall Street Journal uh, profile that dropped yesterday. So Kelsey was asked about Rogers calling him, you know, Mr. Pfizer sort of took a shot. What Kelsey said in the Wall Street Journal article is Aaron's always been cool to me. I knew he was trying to have some fun. He's in a situation where Tuesdays are his game days. So I get it, man. I've been injured too. Who knows what the guy is going through? Now, a little half taken the high road here and then half yeah, Tuesdays shot. are your game days. I ouch. Saying that his Matt, Pat McAfee show appearances are where he can sort of, you know, get the spotlight. Yeah. Maybe luxuriate in it a little bit, as Rodgers has been known to do. But I, I'm not surprised about I feel like Travis Kelsey and Aaron Rodgers are going to end up being best friends. They remind me a little bit of each other, and they're both they they're both going to be regular guests on the Pat McAfee show. I don't know. All those guys seem like they're destined to be some sort of clique. Well, they say with friends and family, sometimes you shouldn't talk about what religion and politics are the two things to stay away from. If they're going to be friends, they should also not talk about vaccines or well, science or anything like that. Yeah, this vaccine thing 
is very polarized. Well, the only one who seems to be hanging on to it is Rogers, to be and honest. Kim <laughs> yes, and Kim Mulkey. Yes, and Kim Mulkey. Two of them are <laughs> fighting the good fight. I forgot about but doesn't, that was from yesterday, right? Doesn't it feel like there's this Pat McAfee, J.J. Watt, Aaron Rodgers sort of group of players, and Kelsey's sort of very, very visible NFL players, and I think Kelsey and Rogers are probably both going to work for the same network at some point very soon. Oh, that's they're going to put this past them. I I think of uh, Rogers thinks he's probably like the professor, where everyone else is. You know, to me, Rogers has got a smartest guy in the room right vibe. I, that's not. I don't yeah. think I'm alone in that one. So I I think that he would believe that Kelsey's probably. I don't know. He no. probably think Kelsey is like hanging out with Gronkowski. Like it's a, someone no, no, who no. projects to just be like sort of a party guy. No, I, Aaron Rodgers' best friend in the league is AJ Hawk, the linebacker, and now he loves McAfee. And you tell me AJ Hawk is. <laughs> I I love AJ Hawk, but he's not exactly a Mensa member. He was an inside linebacker <laughs> out of Ohio State who just wow. hit people for a living. AJ Hawk and the side I'm yeah, just saying AJ Hawk is if he. <laughs> Travis Kelsey is the same. I don't think he thinks Travis Kelsey is dumb or anything. No, no, but Kelsey's got the party boy thing, just like Gronk. It's not exactly the same like Gronk, like, you know, crushing a Bud Light no, and like, no, smashing no, no. the can on his forehead, but it's not that far away. No, Travis Kelsey's got the new heights thing. He is Mr. Cleveland, Mr. Family Guy, uh, Mr. Low Key Humble. I think Travis Kelsey's got a totally different vibe than Gronk. <laughs> low new key heights. Humble. Low Key so hosted SNL. If you listen to Low New key? Heights, it's it's basically we're two kids out of Cincinnati. Okay, no, 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 no. We're not talking oh about. Gosh. We're talking about New Heights yeah. is a big part of his personality. He's not Gronk. We're talking about the brand. He's closer to Gronk than he is to Rogers. Have you ever seen him spike he, a beer? He called the the mayor of Cincinnati a jabroni <laughs> on <laughs> national TV. Yeah, but he's but he's known a little bit for his humility as well. No, he's doing a WWE impersonation you humility. gotta fight in real right. life but listen Step to the new heights podcast hey. he's so he's he's we're mis- talking he does he acts like i don't even belong here i'm lucky to be in the nfl okay. that's travis kelsey's stick sure his that's not his brand that he's, might- he's a tight end out of cincinnati he's not exactly you know he's Hello. not a superstar i think he's very similar in vibe to an aj hawk kind of player are you on this planet what he might be the greatest tight end of all time, and he's dating Taylor Swift. I know, I know. In I know. what world is he not a superstar? I don't. I can't even believe you right now. But no, he's he's actually. I think his, I think his reputation is also a bit of a humble superstar. I don't. Th- I just. I know about the Jabroni <laughs> stuff, but he's not like Gronk, who is. There's just a different vibe. Didn't, didn't he also tell them to, to shove it up their a? We talk about <laughs> Burrowhead. Like, I mean, he is very brash. I don't like. I'm surprised <laughs> that you feel this. Do you guys way. ever listen to New Heights? Okay, it's, but we're talking. Him, the Kelseys have this sort of thing. Like he'll go to he'll go to a, like a bar in New Jersey and hang out with his brother. I think he's closer to Jason than Gronk. I think he's more SNL, Taylor Swift, private jet. I mean, whatever he says on that podcast, what do you say? And then what are you? He's a larger than life, big brand. I mean, I think in reality, I don't. I think he does all that stuff, but I don't think he's like Gronk at all. You guys think he reminds you of reality into this thing? We're talking about what's the persona, the persona. Uh, More from last night's game. Don't move. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 